Oh, J.J. Wang, another week out of football, another week closer to the season. We are in a busy time of year for us Dynasty fans. It's Daytona weekend. Great time for NASCAR. When was the last time you watched NASCAR? It's been, a, it's been about three years. I mean, there for a while, I was heavy in it. I was playing fantasy NASCAR, and I was watching it every week. I was heavy in NASCAR there for a while. Then Tony Stewart kind of disappeared. Um and I just you ran over it, dude. <laughs> that was <laughs> slowed his career down there. Well, yeah, whatever. You can say what you want. It, ha- it happens. Stuff like that happens. That's what it's happens sketchy. when you get really when you get out on a track and you're trying to run in front of cars mm-hmm. that are going 100 miles an hour. No, but yeah. So that's probably been about the last time that I watched NASCAR, though. Yeah, I was a big Carl Edwards guy. Well, at first it was Mark Martin because I thought it was funny to root for the Viagra guy. And I went to – that was my bachelor party. was going to see them. Then I I loved Carl Edwards. He's our age, actually, the backflip, and he was just fun to watch. And then he retired, and I lost a little interest. And I'm like, you know what? I like this young Bubba Wallace kid, and he's he's sponsored by Michael Jordan. He uh, last year I just found I was like I'm gonna start watching him some more now that I got the dual TVs up. I can have a NASCAR race up, something to watch on Sunday afternoons. He was sponsored by Dr Pepper, which basically ninety percent of my blood is Dr Pepper. So <laughs> that's a match made in heaven. Michael Jordan, Bubba Wallace, and Dr Pepper. Happy as yeah, a pig yeah. in mud. But yeah, heaven, you're right. I know, and he's starting. He's starting. He's figuring it out too. Like when you're young, you're not going to win a lot unless you're like a savant. So he seems to be doing better. I've, I kept up with it on, on paper. I haven't watched much, but I might watch some this year because eh, Sunday afternoons are a good time to relax. And there's no football. No football. So let's oh, go yeah, on to what we're there's XFL in the USFL. XFL, XFL starting this weekend. It, it, they're playing. Weekend. We're recording on Saturday, and they're playing right now. Yeah. I actually put an XFL DFS in. Because yeah. Kings has given me some. If you do DFS like six days in a row, they gave you a good promo. I'm like, I'm going to try this. Let's see what happens. And I, I took the DC guys to see what happened. I'll, I'll update you next week how it goes. Because the USFL, you saw the commercials. That starts, what, April? That was terrible yeah. last year. I, I couldn't even watch it. I want to turn on some XFL, but today just got away. So let's get to what we're really talking about, the important stuff. We are not – if you are listening to – I heard someone say – I was listening to the, to the footballers, and they were like, if you're listening to us right now – you're a hardcore fan. You are a fantasy football person. Those those are the, the, the salt of the earth people. Fantasy football year round. We'll, you find us in March. We will talk fantasy football with you, even though we are seven months away from a game. We love it. We're in it. It's dynasty season. If you're a redraft guy, you just are listening to it for white noise. If you are a dynasty guy, stuff is happening. I'm in a league. There's been so many trades. I've been talking trades. Uh, I've got those early picks. People are after them. I've been offered anything from George Pickens to uh, who did I miss out on Pacheco and a couple other guys, and I just can't pull the trigger. So we'll talk about that in the section later on. But the big news, which right after, almost literally after we recorded last week, it was reported that Derek Carr wasn't going to be traded, that he was a, he was going to be cut because he didn't he had the no trade calls, which apparently they're going to regret doing. You know, hey, you have a no trade call, so get us something, and we're not we don't want you. Get us something so we don't have to pay you. I think it was smart on his part. So now that he's there, do you have any thoughts or ideas where you think or what would be the best place for Derek Carr or where you think he might land? I mean, ideally, you probably want to go to the Jets, right? Their their foundation, their core is probably the best. Good young wide receivers, nice young running game, defense is solid. Um, but other than that, I mean, that's probably that's probably the best place to go. I would, I would maybe, I would, I don't want really wouldn't want to go to Houston at this point. I mean, of course, they're probably going to draft. They're building. Yeah, they're going, too to, much they're going to draft a um a quarterback. But I think the Jets at this point is probably best destination. 
Uh, I hope he doesn't go there because I don't want the Jets to stay bad. But yeah, it's, it's true. They they got the young receivers. I think Elijah Moore could bounce back this year. They with Garrett Wilson there, the young running back coming back, and the defense is really really good. Man, that AFC East could be what we thought the NFC West was going to be. AFC West was going to be this year with some of those young quarterbacks and teams and cores. Another thing that I didn't put on the docket that I just thought of as you were saying it, um, Alvin Kamara indicted for beating the snot out of a dude. Early, early, early predictions. How many games does he get next year? Uh, the way the NFL goes, probably like two. Two? <laughs> I figured four. Four seems to be like the number unless you have a masseuse weird thing going on. Four. I'll go with four. We'll see how it pans out. Uh, but that'll be interesting to see how that comes up. A joke was made on, think, were you on the thread, on our fantasy thread, where somebody said, hey, apparently the DA has Kamara on his fantasy team, so he waited till now to, to push the indictment through. Uh, Eric Bieniemy to the Commanders. That's interesting. Uh, seems like a lateral move to a terribler team. Does he want to prove how good he is? I mean, maybe may it's probably that, but there's probably – he's probably in the back of his head thinking, look, if – the Redskins aren't, or the Commanders are no good this year, and my offense is decent. Maybe Rivera gets fired, and then I'm in line for a head coaching job. Because right now he stays in Kansas City. He's this will be years before he becomes a head coach. So let's go to a let's go to a team while your name's hot. That's still up in the air. Rivera's can't, if he has another bad season, he can't. They can't continue bringing him back. And then if the enemies, if the offense looks anything resemblance of a decent offense, you know, he'll get promoted to head coach. Yeah, that's – yeah, sounds great to me. So the the Philadelphia Eagles got sleeved this week. Sirianni, we're going to find out how good he is because he lost all of his coordinators. His his defensive coordinator, Gannon, who created the defense with the most sacks in a season, is in, is in Arizona. And Steichen, it, the offensive coordinator who helped make Jalen Hurts uh, – very, very rich man pretty soon, is in Indianapolis. There's three teams involved here. The Eagles, the Cardinals, and the Colts. Which team do you think at this point is doing better, is going to be in a better sh- – is the least screwed of the three? <laughs> is that the well, best way to say it? Well, I think the Eagles are probably the least screwed. I mean, they'll just bring in two more guys and replace – I'm not saying the offensive decor um, weren't important – I mean, they were, but I feel like they're easily, I don't want to say easily replaceable, but I mean, I feel like you can replace them pretty easily with people maybe already on the staff. They can do pretty much the same thing. They already know the team. Um, and the other two, yeah, who knows? We don't know what these coaches are going to be like. I mean, the Eagles offense was good, but they had Jalen Hurts. Um, obviously, the Colts don't have Jalen Hurts. So that's going to make, that's <laughs> gonna make a big difference. And in Arizona... In Philadelphia, they had a good defense. In Arizona, they don't have a good defense, and they don't have a quarterback. So, good luck to the Gannon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. I'd rather be I'd rather be at Indy than Arizona. Who would you rather have, Kyler Murray or Dak Prescott? I know oh, you don't like either. <laughs> uh, probably Dak Prescott because he plays more games. Yeah, Ky- I mean Kyler won't play till October, yeah. November. Yeah, next I, mean, year, I wasn't so. I wasn't a fan of Kyler anyway. Not a fan of Dak either, but I think Dak at this point, I would probably rather. Have. That that should be an argument we have. I, I like both of those guys. I think they are, um, they would be guys I would hitch my wagon on. So, well, let's move on. In a league with many strong men, there are champions, there are winners, there are powerhouses, there are men who will carry your team, but only a few, only a select can be 
our top Okay, JJ Wang, we've spent the last two episodes giving 10 guys on our top guys list. Now what we're going to do is we're going to take those 10 guys, we're going to count down from 10 to 1. This week I'll give three guys that I think are on the cusp of coming into my top 10 list. And then next week maybe you'll add, you'll add three guys to add to your top 10 list. That's your homework. That you'll add to your top 10 list and we will see where they are. So since I'm jabberjawing right now, I will go first. I'll take my top 10 guys here. And let me start. Number 10 is going to be the guy that I'm most concerned about. I just traded for, but that would be Kenny Gainwell. Kenny Gainwell is number 10. Number 9, Isaiah Pacheco. Number 8, Russell Wilson. Number 7, Isaiah Hodgkins. Number 6, Chigakonkwo. Number 5, I almost called him Jameson, but Javante Williams. Number four, Jared Goff. Number three, Jalen Waddle. Number two, Danny Dimes. And number one. Oh my God. Tua Tagovailoa. I had to put him on the first list. I do believe he's going to have a good year. I saw a stat, and I wish I could find and pull what it does. But it was something about the effect that it was amazing. It comes down to his head, but the effect based upon how the offense was fit around him, that he scored higher on some metric than Josh Allen as he benefited the team. On so, but it was a, it's one of those metrics, long metrics. You hate, you love. Find, that's my top guy I in can, February. You're right, but I could find the metric that says I'm probably at some point a, a good passer in the NFL. Um, they can make. There's a metric for any player in the NFL that you can make is better than another player. So yeah, what would what 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 would he have to do for me not to say the name and you not to throw up in your mouth? I mean, look for play the whole season and play. I mean, and play play good. I mean, like he played okay. Like he had, I think he had three really, really, really great games, and then the rest of his games were 15, 16, 17 points. So I I almost didn't put him there. I did put him there more as a startup homer that these are moving, moving lists. I mean, he's your guy. I mean, I understand like that's your list, but I said, I'm just not, I'm not a Tua believer yet, but I I think there is, there is hope. I mean, I'm not giving, I'm not saying he's going to be terrible. There is hope. Yeah. And so, and we'll see how we go moving from there. So let's hear number 10 through two for you. All right. So my number ten guy, this hurts. Um, but the three-year argument really come through. That's Trey Lance. He hasn't played in three years. There's the talk of him being traded. So who knows? It's crazy. So he could be on or off this list. But I feel like Trey Lance. Number nine, Cam Akers. Eight is Pat Fryermuth. Seven is Brandon Ayuk. Just because of the volume, uh, the volume just scares me. All Jires number six. Uh, I can't believe this, but Cole Komet at number five. That's that's crazy. I didn't I think that was coming in. Number four. Is um, uh, what's his, is Cook? What's his first name? James. James. Yeah, James Cook, and then Jerry Judy, uh, Justin Fields, and then of course my number one, the Homer coming out of me. I can't believe, but it is it is C. D. Lamb. And I think we're looking at possibly a number one wide receiver coming <laughs> coming coming up here. So we'll we'll see how we'll see how it goes. I can't argue that. I think CD is going to have a, a great year. And by that intense, it makes me want to put Dak on my list just so you have to hear me talk about Dak as well with your disdain. And due to all the 
what we're gonna have we're gonna i'm gonna hold off on my cusp players and we'll talk about them in a future episode so maybe next week we'll talk about who guys we think will be on the next level as we're going so we'll talk about our top guys throughout the off season these are fluid lists uh if i have time this week i got president's day off so i might get together for everybody you'll see a, a pop-up a little graphic of who our guys are and I'll, I'll date each of them as we go through and then i can adjust them up and forward and maybe even put a little picture of the guy that we have as our number one guy but we're gonna we're gonna talk to the dynasty players right now R- Redraft guys, enjoy this because you probably will draft some rookies. But if you're in leagues with dynasty players, you probably won't get them because these knuckleheads are going to draft them way too early. <coughs> JJ Wang. So, but be aware that what's going on. So, there are three phases of the draft season. Uh, right now, we're in the pre combine phase because neither of us no- noticed it. JJ Wang mentioned it. I, I thought it was March, but February 28th is the combine it's starting earlier and earlier and it's crazy to think it's february 20th but the draft isn't until the top of may i forget the exact day but it's usually that first weekend of may last week i think moved up to the first weekend of may and then in between that we have the post combine pre-draft where we're going to spend two months just going oh this guy would be great this would be great. i hope he falls here where is he going to go what do you think of this guy blah blah blah, blah. then there's the draft and, and all that we just said gets thrown out the door <laughs> we might think hey this is the greatest thing bryce young playing for the houston texans he's going to be a hall of famer and then bryce young gets drafted by the commanders and we're like what huh or yeah. vice versa you know and it, 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 right. who knows what happens i mean really also that number one pick is going to be such a big key in that cog because the bears they're going to get a king's ransom for that or they're going to trade justin fields or <laughs> evidently there's i don't evidently that there's talk here here in washington that justin fields is maybe attainable to bring to bring to the, the DC area, so I think that'd be interesting. So who who is four? Is that Indianapolis? I think Indianapolis. Yes, I saw a thing where they traded to four, get traded to four, traded Fields, and then they got uh, the kid from Kentucky and a whole bunch of other a receiver at eighteen. It's a whole bunch of stuff. Like it's ridiculous. But we'll talk about that later. Then we'll get into the post draft. That's where I get excited because now I know I need to know like knowing who they are. But I was excited for Malik Willis, and then he went to Tennessee. I'm like, okay, whatever. He's done. I loved him still, but I still drafted him. But I'm like, okay, the value's gone, and that's when my brain starts going. Okay, these are the guys I want on my team, and we can really start to figure out where they are, and then we'll pick great guys like Sky Moore who won't do anything until that one touchdown in the Super Bowl. Who now is a Hall of Famer, probably. <laughs> so today's show is our pre-combine show. So a quick question for both of us. And I, I think we, it, we're hit or miss both ways. What is your dynasty philosophy? Would you rather have picks or players? Well, when I first started Dynasty, I mean, it, I was all about the picks. I mean, I just wanted as many picks as possible, you know, whether I was rebuilding or I was you know, in contention. I just wanted picks, picks, picks. But over the last three years, I've kind of noticed myself kind of slowly fading away from the picks and more interested in acquiring established players. Those established players or players that have already performed in the NFL, a little better than guys coming out of college. You just don't know what you're getting. So I think, I think right now I'm looking more like I'm on the players, the player side here is, um, instead of picks. I'm on the player side 80, 75, 80% of the time, and it really depends upon where my team is. I have one team that I drafted last year that just was not there. So I just traded away my few little assets, and I have all those high picks I'll talk about multiple times in the offseason. And it should help me to get that team 
kicked in later in the season. It was awesome. So it should help me to get over that bump. And I should be a quite a competitor next year. I had a, I have another team that's really good now that I had all the picks that Jamal Chase, uh, Jamar Chase here. So I, I racked up on players that year. I, I had, I forget what it was, all in that top 10. And that team is now competing like all good. But once it, Javante Williams comes back, because I had Javante Williams. I had, I had Chase. I had just a whole stack of those players that year. And it, so I think it's, Really team dependent. My other teams were like eight and eight or championship caliber, and those you're giving away picks to get that extra player. Like that that team where I had all those picks that one year, I gave away all my picks this year, so I could have uh, Travis Kelsey and I could have Christian McCaffrey. So I think it's team dependent for me. Seventy five percent of the time, probably it is the players because you know what they can do. You're gonna for for every Adrian for every Adrian Peterson you draft, you're gonna get who's that cruddy Patriots receiver um exactly uh number one pick he was the kill harry the kill harry you get into kill harry who, who was supposed to be the best things in string cheese and he was going number one in rookie draft so that's it's it's risky as all get up so i have four picks in the top six of a draft i'm scared i traded to get them i mean i think the number one pick i'm pretty sure the number two i'm gonna pick the wrong quarterback but you got to figure out where, where you're going and what you can do but I think the warning that we have that we've both been guilty of is giving up too much for that pick. We rookie fever is contagious. I've had it bad. I gave away Amon Ross St. Brown a couple of leagues for his high value last year and I miss him so much. I love Amon Ross St. Brown. He is probably a guy that should be on my guys list. I think he will probably be on my next one. But so really quickly, we're going to go through first guys that sh that are first round guys. We have uh, four or five quarterbacks, five running backs, and five receivers. So we're talking guys that could be first-round dynasty draft picks, correct? Yes, yes. So J.J. Wang is our college football expert on this on this podcast. He is very confident in that. D DJ Dove knows who Bijan is and Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. After that, we're getting messy. The kid, the uh, So, J.J. Wang, where do you want to start? Guide us through this and get us where you want to go. So before I start, I will say um, that the 2023 class that everybody was clamoring about last year, that's going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread, not really true. But then again, I feel like this happens every year. 2021, 2020 was the greatest. Well, 2021 is going to be the greatest. And 2022, well, I don't know about 2022. That was never going to be the greatest because just because it lacked quarterbacks. Um, but yeah, this year it was supposed to be great. I mean, it's, just like any other draft, I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, now, of course, everybody's saying 2024 is going to be, you know, a great year. That's just just how it goes. But some I'm thinking 2025 because that's when I got picks again. <laughs> yeah, some of these guys are going to hit some of them, eh? You know, it just depends on who they go to. But let's start. We'll start with quarterbacks first because I think that's the most interesting. Obviously, being being dynasty and that's where all the value is most of the time. But so, the, of course, the top two, you've got uh, Bryce Young out of Alabama and then C.J. Stroud. Um, these guys are going to be back and forth. Who's going to be one? Who's going to be two right now? I think Bryce Young is probably the favorite to be the first guy off the board. But the problem with Bryce Young, get this six foot, 195 pounds. 195 pounds might be heavy. Now, if you go back into the history of the NFL and try to find fantasy relevant quarterbacks that were six foot and under 200 pounds, Good luck, my friend. So is he an outlier? Maybe, but he's also a really, really small dude. And you know who don't work well in, in the NFL? Really, really small dudes. But good passer. We'll see how it goes. He can and he can scramble. Um, what do you what do you think about Bryce Young? 
I think you had a lot of the things there. I'm, I'm thinking as I'm looking at that pick I have, I, I'm hoping Stroud lands somewhere because I like his size better. Oh, he's going to land somewhere. Oh, yeah. no, no, yeah. Somewhere in a, situa- <laughs> in a situation that I like better than Bryce Young that, or equivalent that whoever trades up. So it's uh, whoever goes to Houston, I like, but I don't love. Yeah. All right. Whoever so, lands the other way. So, so yes, I think the size is scary. So speaking of C.J. Stroud, we got C.J. Stroud, big guy, right? 6'4", 220. Got the size that you want, the big arm. But what is C.J. Stroud? C.J. Stroud is an Ohio State quarterback that's not a runner, right? What made Justin Fields so special was his running. Now, last year, just everybody said Justin Fields was great, or not last year, but the year before coming out. He was a great passer. He's a great passer, great passer. That's all you heard about Justin Fields, right? And, but Justin Fields can run. That translates. C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud is your typical Ohio State running or quarterback. Put up huge numbers because, of course, he's got the best talent in the game. He's got he's got the best receivers in the game. Game a la Alabama for the previous years. So C.J. Stroud, yeah, he's he's accurate. Um, throws the open receivers. Not not a lot of rushing ability. Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL have not fared well. Is that fair to him? Absolutely not. He might be successful, but he definitely comes with his baggage, and he is not a no-brainer top top quarterback prospect. Yeah, Cardinal Jones is who is who um, who's who I'm thinking. Cardinal Jones, all of yeah. them, all of He's them. Who I'm really thinking of. Right, Pryor. Bryce Young's an Alabama quarterback. Yeah, same same thing. I mean, not, right now the best quarterback in the league got kicked out of Alabama. Yeah, so, quarterback. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you can say the same thing about both these guys. I mean, both of these guys are nowhere near locks to be legit NFL quarterbacks. I mean, so. the guy I like the best, you're going to hit last. This, where the guy, I'm afraid, the guy I've been seeing stuff pop up that's got me so so curious. You're going right. to hit last, so we'll get there. So I'll put so I'll put these next two guys together as well because these are these are. These guys are going to be flip-flopping the whole time as well. I mean, it's back and forth. But I'll start with Will Levis out of Kentucky. He's probably the most polarizing. You know, he's a big dude, 6'3", 230. He had a really, really good 2021 year. I mean, that's where he came. That's where he, that's where he popped out. He had a good year. Then 2022 happened. His numbers were similar, but check this stat out. In 2021, I think he had 370 yards rushing, which is solid, right? In 2022 – Negative 107 yards rushing. It's a lot so of nil downs. Big, they were better. Yeah, <laughs> but the team definitely was not better. Of course, he plays for Kentucky, kind of like Daniel Jones playing for Duke. I mean, you're taking a big risk on this guy. He's definitely a project, probably a help, you know, setting the first year, right? Mm-hmm. So then we get we move down to Anthony Richardson. This guy is probably the high ceiling guy out of all of them. If he hits Watch out because he can run. He's 6'4", 230, got a big arm. He's athletic. I mean, we're talking like Justin Fields type stuff. Not as good as Justin Fields, but like that 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 style. But And he's definitely going to go probably top 10. All these guys are probably going to go top 10. But Anthony Richards, the biggest project out of all of them, but definitely probably the highest ceiling. He wears number fifteen for Florida, so you know he's going to be a great player. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it's it's, it's sketchy. He's <laughs> My he boy, had some really 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 bad games, but but like I said, you, you just you just never know. Yeah, in the new NFL, I like like everything I've read. Probably quarterbacks of all these people we're talking about today, other than the top two running backs, are the guys I've seen the most about. 
I've heard the same, I've seen a lot of the same red flags, like the question of the consistency for him. Is he going to be an NFL style quarterback? Will he survive? You know, he's a runner. So in the new wave NFL, I mean, Justin Fields this year made a career. Like everybody sees him as the best thanks to string bread since sliced bread. But the thing with Anthony Richardson, like Justin Fields coming out of college, everybody, Justin Fields is a great passer. Justin Fields is a great passer. You just nobody's nobody's saying that about Anthony Richardson at all. Nobody's saying Anthony Richardson is a good because he's not a good pass. He's got a long ways to go. But I mean, if he can corral it and it just goes to the right team and they're able to, you know, work on that, absolutely. But it's it's going to be a long road. Is he a poor, he's a poor man's Lamar is what I as far as with the runs yeah, Lamar and, like Lamar Lamar's a Heisman Trophy winner, but he was younger. But the last couple of years weren't spectacular, and he was never known as a, a gunslinger and. So it could be somewhere along that lines, and but he'll be drafted before Lamar was. I mean, Lamar was drafted late. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, all four of these guys be top ten. I'm so like this next guy. I want to play this one more time. Hold on. I'm not going. I don't want to bring up the last last quarterback. Oh, can we just say his name? No, 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 no. We'll bring him up next week. Okay. Because he's not. Because he's not going to um first round. No, he's um, not going first he, round, but he I might not even go. That... It, it might be like a third or fourth round quarterback. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. He's not, but so he won't be like <coughs> Tennessee. So we'll talk about him later. <coughs> Tennessee. So we'll, we'll talk wait, about it later. We'll wait on him. His name's, his name's Hendon Hooker. I mean, yeah. that's, that's his name. But anyway, so we'll <laughs> switch over to running backs. And this is where you get your consensus, consensus 101 whether you need quarterbacks or whether you need running backs. And the number one guy is B. John Robinson, six foot, 220, ideal size, can't get any more prototypical running back than him. He's probably the, the best and true three-down running back in, you know, in this draft. He, he can catch the ball. He's fast. You know, he can pretty much do it all. Probably going to go top 20, which really doesn't happen for running backs. And I'm going to have a B. Sean Robinson on one of my teams. None other, but just one. <laughs> Unless I yeah, put him I'm, in our auction draft. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to get him. I'll definitely get him in one. But um, like I said, mostly he'll be the he'll be the one-on-one. No argument whatsoever. The yeah. second guy, um, Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. His numbers weren't great, but he is productive. I mean, he's probably the best, I want the best all-around back, more like the Alvin Kamara style. Type running back, you know, it's 5'11", 200. Alvin Kamara was a little heavier. But being like the Austin Eckler type, you know, the guy that can receive and um, run the ball. But, like, but he solid season. Um, I think consensus number two running back. I think he's still a solid three down, three down back in the NFL. Hey, you got anything? Yeah. No, that's say you, you're you're gun hitting on everything that I've heard. Bichon, I'm super excited to get a Bichon because – I never watched. I don't. I don't watch a lot of college football just because of time and kids and stuff. But everything I've read, heard, and seen about him, like there are the comps are Adrian Peterson, yeah. and I was a huge Adrian Peterson fan. I, that's how I mark when I started Dynasty was his rookie year. He was my second pick in that draft of my startup, and I love seeing him play. And he was just. It's amazing watching that guy play. So if this is the second coming of Adrian Peterson, I am so excited. And I'm glad I'll get, be able to have one because my other teams, I got no picks. So to have him and Jameer, I've heard the – because he's not going to be your three-down back. So he's that guy you got to hope that he falls into a spot where they have the thunder that they only use within the 20s, and then he gets the third down. He gets the – you know. Or I think he, he can, I think 
I think he can be more of a three down back than most people think. I think he could. I be hope a so because I'm probably gonna draft three. him too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if I if I have an opportunity to get him, so the next guy after that is kind of where everybody kind of variances a little bit. Yeah. So this was my this is pretty much my favorite guy. He could have came out last year, but he decided to come back, and that's Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA. This is another big dude, 6'1", 220, prototypical size. I mean, he has he has the pedigree. I mean, he played well at UCLA, over a thousand yards. Um, got he had the touchdowns. I, th- I think this is the last true three down running back in the draft. So the top three guys are three down running backs, and then everybody else after that has questions. This guy can catch the ball too. I mean, mm-hmm. if you go back and watch some of the tape, I mean, I think he's just probably just as good as Jameer Gibbs, but he plays out west. And you know, just don't we own the East games are at ten thirty. We don't want to see them. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's UCLA, um, and it's the Pac twelve, not the SEC. So I mean, that that makes that makes a big difference. But watch out for Zach Charbonnet. I think I think he's going to be something special. And then then the next guy. This is where it starts all over the place. So, I mean, somebody's number four might be somebody else's number nine. But my number four is going to be Tank Bib Tank Bigsby. Um, he's been on the radar for about three years. For three years, um, not as productive as I thought he was going to be. Never reached the thousand yard mark, but it's always been five yards a carry. Um, so I mean, the productions or the the tape is there. Just the um, production just wasn't there with Auburn not being very good. But he can catch the ball, but he's more of like just out of the back, you know, swing pass type. But I I think he's more of a first and second down back, if anything. Yeah, I think it's funny the guy that has the name Tank weighs less than the two other bruiser backs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was six foot two thirteen. Not a big yeah. difference, but I mean it, it's solid. I mean seven um, pounds, I mean but that's seven pounds of muscle he could put on yeah. uh throughout the thing. So I'll, did yeah, so you know the next guy runs did, did you get his forty time for the so, next guy? Yeah, so we're gonna skip this guy too and bring <gasps> him up next week. The two I'm, guys I'm excited for. I know, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm hurting your feelings. I know. I even got, I got them written down. I, I got them both written. I down. know. I've, I looked up the guys as you had but, them. But at least at least next week they'll be the top of the top of the list, guys. I mean, they'll be the oh, number one guys. Man, that guy's fast. Yeah, we can spend a little more time talking about him. By the way, his name's Devin Aiken. If you want to go watch the tape. <sighs> All right, so switching over to wide receivers, this wide receiver class not nearly as good as, as last year's. Of course, last year's we wasn't sure it was going to be that great until they got into the NFL. Um, but the first one got a kind of an interesting story here. That's Jackson Smith and Jigba. Have you heard of this guy? Yeah, yeah. All right, he's polar. So he's like, people foot, love him or don't like him. So I've yeah, noticed. so he's six foot, two hundred pounds. So when Olave and Garrett Wilson were both there, he was you know the number three wide receiver. And both of those guys said that he was the best wide receiver out of the trio. Um, so he had a huge year, 1,600 yards, 15, 16, 17 touchdowns, something crazy. Then last year, he had only played three games, injury riddled all year. But I, I still think his tape from the previous year was good enough to maintain his top wide receiver one. Um, but it's, it's, it's very, very on the fence. These numbers, 95 receptions, 1,606 yards with Alave and Garrett Wilson. Yeah, on. it was like, crazy. Yeah, that's just – hey, if anybody wants – I found this site I sent to you, NFLDraftBuzz.com. It's a cool website as you're going in. If anybody's doing their research, I'm using it as, you're, as you gave me the guys. It gives, like, rankings from different places and has, like, little, like, profiles on everybody. All right, so there, there you go. That helps Our you Our new sponsor, NFLDraftBuzz.com. Can... Come find us. <laughs> right, come find us. 
Right, the second guy, the second guy was a transfer, so he played with Kenny Pitt or Kenny Pitt, Kenny Pickett at Pitt. Um, that's Jordan Addison had a monster year with Kenny Pickett. I think it was seventeen hundred yards, like his 15, 16, 17 touchdowns. Just a killer year. It looked great. Um, Kenny Pickett leaves. He decides to go out to um, USC where they have a new coach. Um, came from Oklahoma. I can't remember his name. Um. And, of course, that coach brought along Caleb Williams, the quarterback from Oklahoma, who will probably, probably be the number one quarterback next year coming out. So, like I said, Jordan Addison, so not as good of a year. He only had, like, 54 catches, like 900-some yards, 800 yards. Not, so nothing really crazy, kind of a bit of a disappointment. But, but, but again, I think his, his pit his – pit, um, his pit year was good enough to maintain that Jordan Addison being the second wide receiver off the board or in fantasy drafts as of now. Yeah, um, preach on. We're getting we're running short on time, so clear yeah, us got, out. Speed so through these last three and give us some wisdom. And I'm not going to bring up the last guy here either. They'll be I hope our I don't top like three, him. Top three next week. <laughs> All right, so the um, next guy is the, the next TCU wide receiver. Um, will he hit or will he bust? We don't know. They're kind of sketchy. They're all over the place. But he is big. 6'4", 215, so he's a big, big dude. That's Quentin Johnson. Some people got him as the wide receiver once. Some people got him as the wide receiver five. We don't know. TCU um, wide receivers. Um, they don't have a very good track record. And then the next guy, Jalen Hyatt, he played with your boy, Hendon Hooker. Um, this guy had a monster, monster season, headlined by a 207-yard, five-touchdown game against Alabama, right? So before Hendon Hooker went down, these two were murdering it. But like I said, this his only year of production, not much prior. So definitely risk here. But didn't that one game almost outperform Josh Palmer's entire career? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Pretty close. But yeah, I mean, he's what he's a he's what he's that guy that you literally either hate him or you like him. I don't think there's really in between. So that was what? That's 12. As of right now, I think that's probably the top 12 in most drafts. Sounds great. Got me excited. You had me find this site. It was NFLDraftBuzz.com. I sent you the links on our thing for you to look at, JJ Wing. But it's got cool stuff about the guys. Actually, on their site, their five receivers are Johnson, Addison, Hyatt, and then Jackson Smith. How do you say his last name? And Jigbo. And Jigba, so he's there, are the top four. But they have different, but they show by different. So it's kind of cool. But it's, yeah, now it's got me more curious. I never get this curious this early. So <laughs> yeah, see, so once you start, look, once you start looking, I mean, you'll get kind of interested. You'll be. I'm, you'll get, be I'm getting excited for guys that won't be on any of my teams right now. So I got to go look <laughs> down at like number 12, 13, 14, because that's where I might get. Oh, page yeah. two. So maybe 24, 25. That's where most of my picks are. Yeah, I, I got a, I got a good set next week. That'd be Trey Palmer. Is who I might end up getting number twenty one out of Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> so JJ Wayne, give us some wisdom. They've they've listened to us. They love us. We love you guys. Hit us up uh, on here, and we're gonna keep coming. Give us some wisdom to go out on this week. Yeah. So while we're talking about all these incoming guys, all these rookies, I think now is a t- now is a time when you can sneak in. And get those players on the backside of people's benches that you really like, that somebody else might not like, might be able to get them for pretty cheap. I mean, maybe a player that was drafted, you know, second or third round last year or the previous year that you think they're still uh, talent more than, you know, what's coming in this year. So now I think now is a great time to focus on the backside of people's benches, you know, try to try to sneak some guys away that you like. So as always, trust yourself and trust the process.
is happening, fellow fantasy GMs? I am JJ Wang. He is the bearded one, DJ Dove. And with our powers combined, we are the Fantasy Couriers.